directors are finding exactly that. Ways to win, Jack. Get back on the bandwagon, Matty T. 16 and 15. They're balling. Welcome, sports fans, to the Shoot Your Thought podcast with your hosts, Josh Sanger and Neil Rampersod. Put some respect. R-E-S-P-E-C-T on your Toronto Raptors. For everyone who counted them out, welcome back to the bandwagon. No longer playing like the Toronto Craptors. No longer. Credit to Neil for that amazing joke there. They are no longer playing like the Toronto Craptors. They just beat who you thought was going to come out of the East. They beat the Milwaukee Bucks in two games last week and then they had a big win against philly last night well josh i mean that it was it was a great showing the last four games you know really taking down in a back-to-back series with milwaukee taking them taking their defense back to what we've seen it you know and beating the lowly minnesota timber timberwolves even though they had the big return of Carl Anthony Towns, you know, taking them down. And what was a close battle? They almost lost that game. In a game where Aaron Baines put up an amazing defensive game, much like he did against the Sixers last night. Aaron Baines is Aaron Baines. He pains me, but we'll get to that later. We'll get to show. that. We'll definitely get to that. And then a big, yeah, that big win last huge night against, win. against the Philadelphia 76ers. After starting off the season so... You know, everyone just counted them out. Everyone thought, you know what, the Raptors, that's it. The Raptors, they lost Sabaka, they lost Kawhi, they lost Gasol. They're not the championship team anymore. But need I remind you, Neil, need I remind you. They didn't lose their swagger. They (laughs) did not lose their swagger. They are probably the longest reigning champions of all time because of a weird season last season. But they held that championship for... A very long time and I have no doubt in my mind that they will be there again maybe not this season but they'll they're building their way up you want to know something funny I would love to know something funny Neil no Kyle Lowry no why Kyle Lowry. no Kyle Lowry let's talk about that let's talk about that why why are they why where is all this success coming from the last four games small sample size albeit yes speaking of small sample size they're playing small ball yeah. And uh, that worked for them a couple times. Um, but I think the Raptors are just changing. Their core is coming up. Their core has was basically raised together through the system of the Toronto Raptors. And Kyle Lowry's up there. He's he's 34 years old. Uh, you know who else is 34 years old on the Raptors? Aaron Baines. Aaron Baines. And um, I don't think that's a coincidence. That's but, uh, yeah, no, he's getting older. Who do you think is the next oldest Raptor on the team? Next to uh, Mr. Baines and Mr. Lowry. Uh, I don't know. Norman Powell? Chris Boucher. Yeah. yeah Chris that's... Boucher is 28 years old. Yeah. But that's that's the difference. There's six. Yeah, I'm good at math. Six years difference between Boucher and Lowry and Baines. And, you know, there's there's I don't I think that's that's not just coincidence. I think you can see that on the court. Whenever Lowry's out there, he you know, he slows the game down. He plays at his pace the way he wants to. And I don't think the rest of the team is happy with that necessarily. Yeah, I mean, the the thing is, like, yeah, this is a small sample size. Yeah, the Raptors are now one game over 500, sitting at 16 and 15. 
They're fifth place and climbing. Yeah, they're they're fifth place. But my question to you, Josh, is can they sustain this? Is this you know are they are they just going through a hot streak right now, or is this you know like the Raptors that we've seen in the past? Are like can we expect this productivity to continue? I think we can. I, I think I think we can. I think this Raptors team is here to stay, obviously because you know we've locked most of them up with contracts. But you know, do they do they make the trade for Drummond still? I don't know. He's still sitting out games, so I, I don't know if there's an end in sight to that. I know we talked about it last week, but um, uh, you know, Lowry, I don't think he's going to be brought back at the end of the season. I think this team is moving forward, and I don't think Lowry is in those plans. Well, Lowry's already sold his house, right? We discussed that. He's, he has. Like he's I've been planning. saving up to try and buy it myself, but uh, I don't think he's planning on coming back. You know, he he's likely to join another contender, whether he is dealt by Masai and and Webster at the deadline here this year, mm-hmm. which is coming up in a few weeks. You know, we mm-hmm. might know sooner rather than later, but March twenty fifth. Yep. One thing that's evident is the Raptors are proving that they can win without him. And they're, and they're doing this in a manner that looks very comfortable. They're doing this in a manner that resembles a lot like their championship run with Kawhi yeah. two years ago. Mm-hmm. They're going back. They've held Milwaukee two games in a row. They, they've had a stand defensively. You know, they, they held them defensively them two up. games in a row. They stood them up, yeah. Defense is what won that game against Minnesota. You know, they were trailing most of the third and fourth quarter in that game. Mm-hmm. And defense is what brought them back into that game. Even on nights that they're struggling offensively, their defense has bailed their asses out the last four games. They're starting to look really good defensively, and they're yeah. aggravating other teams. Bembry actually is is a big a big part of this. You know, he's getting a little bit more burn here. He's getting more minutes on the floor. Yeah, he Bembry, started. I don't, you, I don't know if you remember his time in Atlanta, but he was known as someone who was a defensive specialist. You know, he brings out mm-hmm. that athleticism, that the Raptors need right now and his dunks know? man like his alley-oops his dunks he's just he's breathing life back into the Raptors when they're you know when they need it so, you know him and Stanley Johnson Stanley Johnson went in the first round not so long ago mm-hmm. right he's he's had a few years where he he's been battling injuries he's finally looking healthy you know him Bembry these are role players that the Raptors need right now to step up they have a lot of depth you know, whether we're going to see some more moves at the deadline here and, and add some more. You just mentioned this team needs a little bit more of that veteran presence. You know, they need those kind of they do, but the impact right players, veteran. the right veterans. The right veteran. That's what they're missing right now. Yeah. You know, they're missing, you know, the, the I keep going back to it. They're missing the Ibaka and the Gasol and, you know, like impact players like that go back a couple years, they're missing someone like Kawhi, you know? Like, they don't need a superstar. What you're seeing now is Norman Powell flourish into a scoring role. Yeah. Now you're seeing Fred Van Vliet actually run this team at the point guard position. He is the point guard going forward. You're seeing Siakam be the star that blossom into the star that we know he is. Did you see Kendrick Perkins' tweet earlier this week that Siakam is better than uh, Giannis? Yeah, he's a better player. And Perkins is not like he's he's not just a person that throws away facts like this. He's not a person that throws away these these ideas. He comes out and he is a respected uh, NBA analyst right now. So I, I don't know if respected is the right word. Hey, but hey put some respects on Kendrick Perkins. Thing. Kendrick Perkins is a better NBA nine minutes a game player than he is an analyst. I'll, I'll just go out and say that. <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair enough. 
what I did wanted to talk about was, you know, even though, like you talked about, the, the Raptors need that depth, uh, there were games this week and on this past run where they went, uh, they won six out of their last eight games where their, their bench just wasn't cutting it. Mm-hmm. Like they, they had a game uh, earlier this week where they went eight and a half minutes in the third quarter without scoring. And that was primarily their bench on the court. And so even when their bench doesn't put up numbers, the starters will then have to pick up the slack. And that's what they can do. This team is, you know, they, they have that adaptive, you know, mentality that they can change. Uh, and Coach Nick Nurse can change how he or who he wants to put on the floor, which is which is great. Yeah, that's I mean, why he's this, coach of the year. It's all about having each other's backs, right? So you mentioned they, they went almost eight minutes without scoring a point. The, the exact same way is like bailing out your starters, right? Yeah. The starters weren't scoring. You expect your bench to give them little, that little pick-me-up. Right now, you're seeing the Raptors have all of their players play at their highest level. Mm-hmm. You know, you're seeing what we really wanted to see from Norman Powell two years ago. We're finally seeing it. We're seeing from OG, he's, you know, every year he's getting better and better. He's reaching it, that potential that we all know he has. Yep. Chris Boucher, he just needs, I don't know, for whatever reason, Nick Nurse just doesn't, does not want to play this guy. But he is playing out of this world right now. I his, agree. His per 48-minute average is unbelievable. I mean, I, I truly believe Aaron Bain should be coming off the bench and playing a, in a, a small role capacity and having Boucher pay, play closer to 30 minutes. Yes, but Aaron Baines was signed to be a starter. That's the thing, right? Yeah. He, he's not living up to the money that we gave him. Um, I think that is those are some numbers that we could get rid of in order to bring in someone else. But he was signed to be a starter. And I think Coach Nick Nurse is not wanting to give up on that idea just yet. I think you know he, he wants to keep trying to fit him into this lineup, even though it's obviously, from a spectator's point of view, it's not working. But I, I think he's maybe trying to make him look good so that he can be traded but uh it's not working but coach nick nurse still believes yeah i don't think i don't think this team will look the way it does right now post trade deadline i think we're gonna see some changes here uh it it is nice to see that the the raptors are able to put it together right now without kyle lowry because i i can almost assure you that he's not going to be with this team post that trade deadline whether they get something small or draft picks they need to they need to maximize on Kyle Lowry right now. I know, you know, like he might be the greatest Raptor of all time, but if they're going to they're going to move forward and get something out of this last season with him under contract, now's the time to deal him. It, it's sad to say because yes, in my opinion, he is the greatest Raptor of all time hands down. Uh fight me on that, but it's going to be hard. It's going to be a, a very sad day when Kyle Lowry is no longer a Toronto Raptor. Um, I think he he might, you know, just live out the rest of the season um, in terms of what Masai wants to do with him. But mm-hmm. if they if Masai and Bobby Webster want the most out of this contract and, you know, if they're trying to make a run this year, then I think Lowry is not in the cards going forward with the Raptors. Do you want to talk about the NBA All-Star announcement? Yeah. yeah. Slightly. <laughs> Slightly. Because I have some thoughts. I know you have you have a few omissions that you want to talk about. I have omissions. Okay, so first of all, the NBA All-Star Weekend should not even be happening in the first place. I know I talked about this before, but it should not be happening. It's stupid that it's happening, even though they're saying, you know, we're gonna we're gonna pull it all into one night so we can minimize, you know, contact. You're still having that contact. You're bringing these people in 
from all across the league, all across the country. And not it's not just the players. It's everyone that has to make this weekend happen. You know, they're having the slam dunk contest at halftime. They're doing some things before and after the game, whatever. It shouldn't be happening. Now, let's get into who was named to the All-Star team. For the West, we have LeBron James, we have Jokic, we have Kawhi Leonard, we have Steph Curry, and we have Doncic. For the East, we have Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal, Kyrie Irving, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Joel Embiid. Damian Lillard should be a starter on every All-Star team for his entire career. The things that he is doing in Portland, the... And you want to, if you have an all-star game, you want the players that are going to make it the most exciting. Am I right or am I wrong? Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. You want Damian Lillard there. How many times when Damian Lillard is in a game, when you, you see him you know, on the highlight reel, he is the player that is ending the games and he is the player that is putting up those, you know, uh, those logo shots. He's averaging 30 points a game. Why the heck he's not a starter this year? I don't know. Steph Curry is having a great year. I don't think he should be there over Lillard. Doncic is having a great year. I don't think he should be there over Lillard. Kawhi Leonard is having a great year. I don't think he should be there over Lillard. The NBA All-Star voting is nothing more than a popularity contest. And more so in the NBA than in any other league. You know, Doncic did say something interesting earlier this week. He said, two years from now, you're not going to remember who was a starter and who was not a starter. You're just going to remember who was an All-Star. Which is fair, I guess. But they announced the starters before they announce the reserves. And I think Damian Lillard should be in that conversation every single year, every single time. I don't. Prove me wrong, Neil. I don't. And and this is coming from every All-Star game in every sport ever. Mm-hmm. This goes back to years of having mediocre players that are past their prime still being voted in for All-Star games because of what you just said. It's a popularity contest. Yeah, they're voted in. They're voted in. They're but they're not in. just voted in by the fans. Kobe Bryant in his last year, did he deserve to make that all-star team? Probably not. Based on his stats? No. You're talking about stats, right? Yeah. Based on his stats, did he deserve to? No. Derek Jeter in baseball <laughs> in his final year, no. I think he was batting like maybe 240 and had three home runs. Did he deserve to be an all-star? No. No. Absolutely These not. players are, you know, like you can you can go all day all night about like whether a player deserves to based on their stats you can talk about why they they should be in the all-star game versus why they shouldn't be i'm not saying damian Lillard doesn't deserve to be an all-star i'm not saying he doesn't deserve to be a starting all-star how is he not he's popular he's one of the most popular players in the league and people are are actually believing that he's a rapper Dame Dalla, have you listened to his fire tracks? Him, him on like. Good lord! If you're arguing for him to start over someone like Stephen Curry, mm-hmm. Steph Curry is an MVP candidate this year. Yes, I will give him that. But you know, I think Lillard deserves to be there more. Is Doncic? Kawhi having a better year than Dame Lillard? Is Kawhi really more popular? Maybe well, because he's just playing in LA when their fan base is Kawhi just is not a guard, right? You you have guard positions that you're voted in for. I know Lillard isn't in that voting segment of forwards. He's only in that voting segment for guards. So Lillard can play small forward. Do you have do you have the the voting um, the NBA All Star voting in front of you? I don't. Okay, I have it here. So. I mentioned front court is separated, you know, guards are separated. That's it. They have the two segments. They have front court and guards. Uh-huh. So 
to lead the West, Stephen Curry. Are you talking about like voting percentages right now? No, total votes. Total votes. So anyone can vote across any. You can vote once a day for as many times as you yes. fucking want. Now, you know, and, and is vote. this just the fan vote or is this? This is votes. You go online, you vote. Okay. This, this is how the this is how the starters are yep. are revealed, right? Mm-hmm. It's based solely on votes. I mean, theoretically, if Patrick McCaw got six million votes, he would be starting in the All Star game. All votes from me. You know, all that's, six million from me. All yep. Pat McCaw yep, votes. Absolutely. So Steph Curry had just over four million votes. Four million votes. So Steph Curry, in, he's in having terms a good year. Guards, I'll give him that. And he's also very popular. So whatever. He had four million thirty-three thousand votes. Luka Doncic was second for the guards. Mm-hmm. He was also voted in. Luka Doncic had two and a half million, so a little bit less than the four From million. Four million to two and a half million. Exactly. Wow. Steph Curry. Jeez. Your boy Damian Lillard was third. So again, he's not. He's gonna make. He's gonna make the reserves. That's. Well, there's I know no doubt that, in my mind. But he's supposed to be a I'm starter. Saying, but what I'm saying is, you know, Damian Lillard had two point one million. Luka Doncic at 2.5 million. It's bullshit. 400,000 votes. So if Lillard had 400,000 more fans, he would be in the All-Star game starting. It's it's ridiculous. Just how, how in much terms of a, in, in the drop off. It's like the high drop off after Lillard is substantial. Yeah. The, the fourth highest guard in the West was Donovan Mitchell at just under 500,000. Your favorite player. So from I mean, 2.1 million to 500,000. Alex Caruso had 214,000. Man, Lakers fans, <laughs> LA fans, get out of here. He's actually hilarious. I'm sick of you, LA and fans. Carmelo Jesus. Anthony in the East, or sorry, in the West, had um, 346,000. It's just a popularity contest. It's incredible. Literally. It's like bring, literally bringing me back to high school. It's prom voting all over again, Neil. I hate it, even though I won Neil Class Clown, which I'm very, very happy about and very proud of. Anyways. Do you have any thoughts on the East? I do. Um, I think Van Vliet should be... Uh, I want him to be a, a starter, but you know it is a popularity contest, and everyone always hates Toronto no matter what. So you know the, the fans in LA, the fans in Brooklyn, the fans in Philly are never going to vote for a Toronto Raptor, just for anything. So I, I do think he should be a starter. Maybe he hasn't played at an all-star level every single game. But, you know, he, he broke the, the single-game scoring record for the Raptors this year. And I don't think anyone else that is a starter right now has come close to scoring 54 point, points in a game this season. So, you tell me. Anyways, should we move on? Let's move on. Let's talk Champions League. What are your thoughts on uh, this, this season, Neil? Uh, I think, like, this season, what I've seen so far, it's definitely, uh, like, a changing of the guard you know, it's definitely... It is. Um, it's been happening for a, a few years now, I think. It's no longer the big the big stars in Europe. It's no longer, you know, uh, Barcelona, Juventus, Bayern, or Manchester United, even, for that matter. No, it's not. You're seeing a lot, especially, like, in this last 16 showdown uh, matchups that are happening right now. Yeah. You're seeing all these powerhouses. You know, there's definitely a changing of the guard within those teams as well. You know, like teams like Bayern, Atletico, you know, Chelsea even. Like these are Real Madrid. Like these are all teams that are very, very different than what we saw, you know, five, ten years ago. Right? And we're seeing a lot a lot more upsets happening like every week almost. It's, we it's The Champions matches. League is now like the Premier League in terms of any team can win at any time. 
And that goes, you know, this week, PSG, I mean, I know they're not like an underdog by any means, but PSG beat Barcelona 4-1. Killing Mbappe had three goals. Four unanswered after that first goal by Messi, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Dortmund, I know, once again, they're not underdogs by any means, but they beat Sevilla, who are usually Europa League contenders, but this year they're making a run in the Champions League. I'm glad you brought those two teams up, too, because uh, it's it's magical what we're seeing here you know for years we've seen the ronaldo messi battle you know and we're still seeing it we're know? still seeing we're it. still seeing it yeah. between uve they're still, and, i feel like they're breaking records every single game that they're playing now what we're seeing is these young phenoms just go at each other you know you saw on tuesday last week mbappe had three goals he had the hat trick yeah and then you know the very next day dortmund you had a like the exact same performance almost from Holland, yeah. From Holland, yeah. That is that going to be the new Messi and Ronaldo going forward? I think so. I think like with with their age and just the fact that we haven't even seen them scrape the surface on their potential yet. Yeah, Mbappe, Mbappe is twenty two. Holland is twenty years old. So yeah. they're they're not even not even in their prime yet. It, it something special. We're gonna. It's gonna be nice to see where Mbappe ends up. I don't think he'll be at PSG next year. You know, I you don't, don't think so, eh? No, I, I, I don't know. We're, He's created a quite see. a legacy in PSG, though. He has, he has. Is in he a player short... that's using PSG to project him somewhere else? You know, we, we, there's been rumors about him leaving PSG. There's been rumors about Neymar leaving PSG. That team is just so stacked up front right now that I, I don't know. I don't know where he can end up, but I don't, I don't see him being there next season. And whatever team does manage to sign him next year has a hell of a fo- has a hell of a player coming there for the next decade. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. How about uh, Alfonso Davies coming back in and uh, coming back from injuries? Still, the player that Bayern Munich need him to be. He's a Canadian. He's he played for Vancouver Whitecaps for a long time. That's where he kind of came up through the system, and uh, he got signed by Bayern Munich, which is huge for a Canadian player to be in talks with any team in Europe is huge. And he uh, was signed by them. He went over there and he won the Champions League last year as a Canadian player. It was amazing. Yeah, he's still one of the fastest defensive players out there, you know, playing on the right. He matches up really well on that team. He's one of the best right backs in the world right now. Alfonso Davies is just a very impressive player and it's even more impressive that he's coming out of Canada. And I'm sure Bayern Munich have I've gained a lot of Canadian followers specifically because of that. But uh, who do you have winning the Champions League this season, Neil? With the way that PSG is playing right now, you know, I... They're going to be hard to beat. Them and Bayern, they, they are going to be really hard to beat. So, you know, I, I think it's going to be one of those two teams. I, I definitely, I can't argue with that. I think PSG, if Mbappe stays there, I think PSG is going to be in the final for the next few years Mbappe Mbappe yeah, he's gonna be Mbapping all day long uh wow that was horrible um <laughs> I think um as, as much as I love my England sides um I think City's gonna always go far unfortunately I, I hate everyone on them but um yeah no I don't think uh, Liverpool is gonna make it to the finals again I think their time is slowly fading and slipping away from them um I, I can't argue with the fact that PSG is gonna make it to the finals but um, I think Juventus still has something in them. I know, I, I know they lost this week, but I, I think uh, you know you can never count them out. I think they they might be in the finals as well. It's yeah, gonna be we fun got, to watch. We got a couple of matchups coming up. 
tomorrow and Wednesday. Yeah, uh, so it's have, gonna be fun. We have Atletico and Chelsea. Atletico and Chelsea, I feel like they always have a rivalry. There's always uh, players that have bounced around between between the two teams. Um, for some reason, they're just always matched up together. I, I think um, it, that's going to be a fun game to watch. That's going to be a game to watch tomorrow for sure. Yeah, they've met in the finals before, you know. So I, I mean, the other the other matchup is Bayern and Lazio. Uh, don't take Lazio for granted here. You know, they they're a team who can surprise. You know, Bayern. Can they surprise Bayern? Can though? they surprise Bayern? I don't know. I don't know. We just talked about Alfonso Davies. You know, but that entire Bayern squad looks seasoned as always you know they're they're going to be a force to reckon with like i said you know i they're they're my favorite to take it this year yeah they've they've got a lot of potential for sure uh so another thing happened this week neil carson wentz the the big big signing the big trade that happened this week what a a joke (laughs) carson Uh, we're not gonna spend a lot of time on this because who cares? But um, Carson Wentz. What happened with Carson Wentz, Neil? I'll you tell you who cares is the Indianapolis Colts fans, and you know the Philadelphia Eagles fans. You know because do Eagles I, fans care? I think Eagles I fans think care so. in the sense that they're happy that Carson Wentz is no longer a Philadelphia Eagle. Carson Wentz is is only a few. He he's only been in the league for a few years. You know, let's let's not forget the year that the Eagles won the Super Bowl. It wasn't Wentz. At quarterback, it was Nick Foles. It was Nick Foles. You know, so I Correct. feel, I feel like with everything that's happened in that organization, with Wentz a few years ago playing at an MVP type caliber, uh, perf- like he was performing really well. You know, it was him, and it was Deshaun Watson. They were both neck and neck for the MVP that year. There was a small pocket, a small window where Carson Wentz was a good quarterback. Correct. This past off season. The Eagles decide to go out and draft Jalen Hurts mm-hmm. to add a quarterback to their roster for whatever reason they wanted to, you know, whether it's to, to put pressure on Wentz, to give him some competition. I think, you know, th- them doing that completely derailed Carson Wentz's mental and, and emotional and his focus. And like he was, the spotlight was on him every time he made a mistake. It was amplified. And there were many times. There was many times. There you were know, many like, times. Is Carson Wentz an upgrade from Phillip Rivers, who is the, the former Indianapolis Colts quarterback? I, I can't answer that. They're, we have yet to see how he performs. It's a new system. I don't know if he's going to come in and dominate. I don't know if he's going to come in and play well. You know, it's going to take him some time to get acclimated with this new franchise, mm-hmm. with this new system, with this new coaching staff. It has been told, like, I read a report saying that Carson Wentz didn't speak to his coaching staff for weeks on end towards the end of the year. In Philadelphia. In Philadelphia. Really? I didn't see that. You know, Doug Peterson and him did not have a great relationship. They had a very strained relationship. It's been been rumored that he's a very difficult person to coach, you know? So these are factors that are going to tie in. Is he going to have that same type of relationship in Indianapolis? Is he going to throw 15 interception this, in, interceptions this year? Is he going to be the starter? You know, like, are that's, these are that's all... a very good question. I think uh, Colts fans have had a chip on their shoulder, you know, since um, Andrew Luck left. Since, you know, it was right before the start of the season, he announced that he was retiring because uh, it was taking too much of a physical toll on him. And, you know, I, I completely respect that. All the best to Andrew Luck. But Colts fans have definitely, you know, they've had a chip on their shoulder since then. 
they have not been happy since then. And, you know, they got Phillip Rivers, uh, which he did, you know, okay. He got them into the playoffs. And uh, let's see what Carson Wentz does for him. For He's going to be 29 this year. He's still young. You yeah. know, I'm looking at it right now, and, and Carson Wentz-Aguirre talking about that he was in talks about in, in recognition for an MVP-type season was 2017. His touchdown percentage, so his amount of touchdowns per throws has decreased every year. So 2017, it was 7.5. 2018, it went dropped significantly to 5.2. 2000, 2019, last year, 4.4. And then this past year was 3.7. So almost half the, the percentage that it was in his MVP-type season is what we're seeing now. He only threw for 16 touchdowns this year versus 15 interceptions. That's not good, you know? Yeah. That is, uh, it, it's definitely not the what a team is looking for. And I don't know if the Colts, you know, they, they think they see something in him that Philly just wasn't bringing out in him. I think maybe the coaching staff has a lot of faith in themselves and what they can do to a player. But I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see. Sorry Honestly, we, we've seen we've seen shakeups with organizations turn careers around, namely Ryan Tannehill true, going from Miami true. to Tennessee. And Ryan Tannehill is a top 10 quarterback now. He is, yeah. Very the true. hope is that, you know, Carson Wentz is still due a lot of money the next few years. Mm-hmm. Let's hope he can turn it around similar to the way Ryan Tannehill was was able to. Absolutely. Um, another thing that happened this week, did you see the Cam Newton story? I did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cam Newton uh, got into an argument with, with a child, with a high schooler yeah. at a game he was going to see. Uh, a high schooler started, you know, uh, berating him he started uh, chirping him at the game talking about how he's a free agent and nobody wants him <laughs> and cam newton just took exception to that he he you know said where's your dad let me speak to him let me let me have a conversation with you let me and they were going at each other and they're everyone i mean it's 2021 everyone was around them and had cameras and was recording the whole thing does cam newton come back and play this season i think so you know he's 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 definitely not going to want to retire after he's come, a season he, he has actually come out and said that he after that season he, he can't go out like that he needs yeah. to come back and prove himself more yeah he had a terrible season I, he just didn't look comfortable in that system in the bill belichick system you know no. and he didn't want to be there i think cam needs to be the focus of the team that he's running you know he's in his own head he still thinks he is he's in his prime i really don't think you know Jameis winston coming off a 34 touchdown season had had no offers on the table. He took yeah. an offer to be a backup quarterback. Yeah. Cam Newton's going to want to be a starter after playing a season like that? There's no fucking way. Who's no. going to take that on? A Cam team that's Newton, desperate right now, maybe? Cam I don't Newton's think there is best a team that's bet. And I'm just going to go out on a limb. Cam Newton's best bet is to take on a backup job with a quarterback that, you know, is very injury prone. You know, that and go out there and prove himself and maybe become the starter. He's going to have to prove it. He, he tried playing on a $1.5 million deal this past year with, with the Patriots as a prove me type, prove it type season. And you know yeah, what he they proved? Only, they only signed him to one year. Yeah. He proved absolutely nothing. He proved that he's washed up, that he still has some legs, that he can rush for one yard at the goal line and score like eight or nine touchdowns like that. But he didn't prove that he's able to lead a team. He didn't prove that he's able to overcome deficits or poor performances. You know, he didn't prove anything in that sense. So I don't think he's going to have a very easy time finding a new team this 
this offseason. But he did prove that his fashion sense is still on point. So take that, Neil. Yeah, I mean, there's that. Should we move on, Neil? Yeah. Enough about Cam Newton. Let's talk about Sidney Crosby playing his 1,000th career game at the Sid. age of 33. Sid He's the Kid. played more games than Mario Lemieux. Can we call him Sid the Kid anymore? I don't is know. He, is he still Sid a kid? The, Sid the grown-up. Sid the teen. Sid the tween? It's not. doesn't have the same ring to it. How quickly 15 years have gone by. Yeah, it's it's, it's insane. insane how how yeah, like I said or like you said, how long he was being called Sid the Kid, and mm-hmm. how it just feels like he was just drafted. I still remember him getting drafted and how how much we talked about him and his potential. You know, is he still in his prime, or is he slowly coming coming out of his prime? Sidney Crosby's been in his prime for a very very long time, and you know, just everything he's gone through with his concussions. Mm-hmm. Sydney's done it all, you know. He Crosby's has. done it all. Like he's he's won the Hart Trophy, he's won the scoring titles, he's won Stanley Cups, he's won the Stanley Cups, he's, he's won, won gold medal gold for Canada. Medals, yep, he's got he had the golden goal. What hasn't this guy done? You know, like he's he's already at the age of thirty three. He probably has another, I don't know, five to seven more prolific scoring seasons under his belt. You know, you can probably play longer than that, just the way he, he keeps his body and keeps himself in shape. Yeah. But Crosby's just played at such a high level for such a high time, for such a long time, pardon me. We're going to, like, he's he. I think he's scoring at, like, a, a point per game right now at 1.27 points per game. Mm-hmm. He can easily average, like, another, like, 50 to 60 points per season and finish top 10 all time in total points, which is unheard of especially in today's game, the way it's played. Where do you rank Sidney Crosby on the all-time list? I think he's top five all-time. I think he's for sure. There was a conversation this week where people were talking about, you know, is Sidney Crosby top five all-time? They were having arguments about it. I don't think this is an argument. I think he is top five greatest player of all time. Where he ranks within that top five is where you can have the argument. But he's. I think he's a better player than Ovechkin all around. If we're talking all around, Ovechkin is a better scorer. I don't think that can be argued, but Sidney Crosby is better all around. He's an all-around better player. He's up there with Gretzky. He's up there with Gordy Howe. You know, I was reading into some stats uh, earlier about um, about Sidney Crosby and how his first thousand dollars, thousand dollars, his first thousand dollars. <laughs> Mom, I made thousand dollars. The his first thousand games have like stacked up against other players who are still playing right now, mm-hmm. and obviously, like. Without any doubt, like Crosby's number one. So Crosby in his first thousand games played, he has twelve hundred and seventy-eight points. Ovechkin, first thousand games played, has eleven hundred and eighteen. So there that was a comparison, right? It was Sid versus It was always Ove- it was OV Crosby Sid. versus Ovi. That was always. that was a rivalry for years and years. And like they're very they're two very different players, but again, Sid still remains the best of the two. There, I, I would have to agree. Um, yeah, no, he, he. There was always that rivalry between the two of them, and the two of them knew it. Every yeah. anytime you know the Caps faced the Penguins, whether it be in regular season or playoffs, it was always hyped up as, you know, they are the two greatest players right now. Question for you: Are Matthews and McDavid the new Crosby and Ovechkin? Uh, McDavid, I think McDavid is is on the same path he's on the same trajectory as sid the kid was who knows if he can keep this up 
Oh, he, he can keep it up. And the reason I'm hesitant to say, yeah, McDavid and Matthews are still in the same breath as Crosby is because of the, the Stanley Cups. You know, McDavid yes. has zero. Crosby That's and his, the thing. That's the thing. <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> the Oilers and the Leafs winning a Stanley Cup is a is going to be, you know, going forward, it's a big thing that has to happen for them. Man, Crosby in his rookie season had 102 points. In his rookie season? In his yeah. rookie season. And then the very next year, he won a Hart Trophy as MVP and his first Art Ross Trophy because he had 120 points in his sophomore season. So that's there. You know what I mean? That's very reminiscent of what you're seeing from McDavid and Matthews. But, you know, Crosby won gold medal with Team Canada. He had that amazing... Everyone remembers where they were when Crosby scored that golden goal. Absolutely. You know? The thing about that golden goal, though, was that it wasn't even that good of a goal, Neil. Nobody talks about that. But, like, it, it... it came out of nowhere. I remember watching it. It was in overtime, and you know, I didn't even think it went in. I think it was just like a throwaway shot that Crosby did. He he was turning around and he just shot it, and it went in. He even has come out in interviews since then and, and talked about how you know it wasn't even that good of a shot. Well, Aginla was doing all the work on the boards and then just 100%. dumped it and just passed it out to him. Yeah. An unbelievable pass. But again, like what I'm saying is, Crosby has achieved all these different moments in his life. At 33 now, you know, to look back, he's had a Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame career. 100%. Absolutely. You know? He's still going. He has, I think, like, no doubt in my mind, he has no problem being a top 10 all-time when it's all said and done, when the dust settles. When top his, five all-time. Top five all-time. For sure. You know, with the Stanley Cups, I don't know if he's going to be able to achieve another Stanley Cup. I don't know if he's going to – he wants to stay the rest of his career in Pittsburgh as well. I think that would cement his legacy as well if he stays in Pittsburgh his just, entire career. If Pittsburgh doesn't continue to be a winning team, I can probably see that, see that going elsewhere. Um, and him continuing to want to win some some cups, you know, he he may not stay in Pittsburgh. They'd Fair. be they'd probably be better suited to keep him and like surround him with talent. I think any team would be better yeah. suited to keep him. Uh, two summers ago, I actually got to go where McKinnon and Crosby are from in Nova Scotia, Cole Harbor. Mm-hmm. Um, my grandma's actually from Nova Scotia, so I went out there to visit her for a week. And we got to go to the the arena that uh, Crosby and McKinnon grew up playing in. And it was pretty cool to see. They have a, a little shrine there to them. They have almost like a museum of all their like you know their first pucks, their first jerseys. All that fun stuff. They have uh, their jerseys up there, obviously, but it's a it's a tiny little you know community center, and it was it, that was one of the things I, w- I wanted to see when I was over there. It's on my Instagram page if you want to go creep me, but um, but yeah, no, it was a lot of fun and one of the coolest things I've, I ever got to I ever got to witness. So in conclusion, Crosby is definitely without arguments. Fight me on this. He is top five greatest player of all time. Mm-hmm. Now, Neil, before we move on to our final topic of the day. I want to ask you, who are your top five greatest NHL players of all time? I want to hear it. Top five greatest all time? Greatest all time. In terms of impact, in terms of stats, mm-hmm. in, terms in terms of, of leadership, in terms of excitement, in terms yep. of unbelievable, oh my God, I can't believe he just did that. Yeah, all of the above, Neil. All of the above. Uh, you know, Gretzky is definitely up there. Lemieux, Yarmer Yager. I'll, I'll, I'll give it to him. Uh, you said that you said that with hesitancy. Are you confident in Yager? Yager? Yeah. Yeah. When Yager was in his prime, he was unstoppable. Mm-hmm. 
you know, so Yager is definitely up there. Who did I say? Gretzky, Lemieux, Yager. I'll put Iserman up there too. Okay. Okay. Stevie Y and Joe Sackick. Joe Sackick. I'm going to say Joe Sackick as well. I know? have a Joe Sackick figurine in the other room right now. He was my favorite player growing up. Ever since 2002, yeah. when, you know, that that uh, that Team Canada gold, Yeah. He that made him my favorite player. I had his jersey. I had everything. Geo Sackick. Joe Sackick. Yeah. Uh, then he, he ended up uh, retiring because of uh, he got his, his hand caught in a snow snowmobile or uh, snowplow. Joe Sackick? Yeah. Yeah. Is that why he retired? Fun fact. It, it was it was near the end of his career, and I think it had to do with a lot uh, of the the reason why he retired. But um, Yeah, just Steve Eisenman lost his vision. You yeah. know, he, yeah. he had some eye complications. Sackick, I mean, these are all these are all players that have their careers run short as you see a lot with these great players lemieux had some injury concerns mm-hmm. eric lindros was you know yeah. riddled with concussions because he didn't keep his head up yeah it's unfortunate but let's hope that we see matthews and mcdavid remain healthy throughout absolutely i'm gonna give you my top five yeah my i'd top love to five. hear it wayne gretzky yeah. i don't think that can be argued that Obviously. he's the greatest player of all time no, he's not top five. <laughs> he's, oh my gosh, uh, Gordy Howe. Okay, I definitely think Gordy Howe. I actually, I, I rewatched the. Um, remember that commercial they did for the 2000 uh, All Star Game, mm-hmm. with you know all those great players, and we've seen the picture float everywhere of all these great players that did from from past and present. But Gordy Howe was there, and he was there with uh, Wayne Gretzky and Mary Lemieux. Mm-hmm. Mary Lemieux is also. Oh man, now I'm now I'm rethinking everything. Mary Lemieux is, I think, just outside of my top five. But Wayne Gretzky, Gordie Howe, Joe Sackick, Martin Brodeur. Martin Brodeur. I think he's one of the greatest players of all time. And Sidney Crosby. Goalie in his top five. Absolutely. What he did. I thought you were about to say Martin St. Louis. Martin was... St. Louis. No. Um, <laughs> even though my accent is incredible. Um, no, Martin Brodeur is, just did what he did. they had to change the rules because he was so good they had to you know make a a place where the goalies couldn't go to because he was so good should we move on neil sticking with the same topic of hockey let's talk about everyone's everyone's favorite team the toronto maple leafs who have five points ahead of everyone else in the league right now they are first in the nhl even though they have played a little bit more games than second and third they have five points ahead of at least five points ahead of anyone else in the league. They are on a roll right now. They are playing like they deserve that Stanley Cup, like they want that Stanley Cup. Do you know my brother sent me a photo this morning? Um, when I was a kid, I used to collect uh, hockey cards, like oh, yeah. rook, rookie cards. I oh, mean, yeah. like any any normal like hockey fan growing Absolutely. up would, right? And he's going through it, and and like we we had this collection, and we found a Sheldon Keefe rookie card really yeah it was no really? sheldon keith and like it was, it was just hilarious Man. to watch it was in the year 1999 that he was a rookie and now really? he's now he's the coach of the first place toronto maple leafs yeah if, if you ever meet him just make sure you have that card on you yeah because that okay. is going to be a moment that he's going to remember and you're obviously going to remember as well but if you can get him to sign that card wow oh yeah that that'll go for a lot of money yeah no i i definitely grew up collecting hockey cards like crazy that's that's where my my love started for hockey was my first pack of hockey cards when i was too young to even remember what hockey cards were 
Yeah, but the Leafs are first in the NHL right now. They're destroying teams they're coming up against. They still got some problems to work out defensively. And they're riddled with injuries right now. Uh, tonight, uh, they're playing tonight, but Jake Mudson's out. He's got a broken broken uh, bone in his face. Um, Wayne Simmons is still out. Hyman is still out. Joe Thornton is still out. Not not every day I say someone has a broken face and actually mean that they have a broken face. Yeah, I've used that as... <laughs> yeah. I've used that in conversation many times, but uh, hardly ever literally. Yeah, the Leafs are, are you know, in terms of hockey, I sound like I'm about to say or reenact, reenact a, a hockey interview here, but they're flowing on all cylinders, you know. They, they've got good guys in the locker room. They're they, getting the pucks in deep. They're getting you know, the pucks in deep. They're coming you know. out strong in the third period, you know. Exactly. They're, all that they're, fun stuff. They're doing all those fun, all those fun things, yeah. you know, and they're and they're fun as hell to watch. This the season. difference from last year to this year is Austin Matthews is playing on another planet right now. Over his last four games, he has twelve points. Yeah, he has seven goals over his last four games. He scored the first goal in the last four games. Yeah, and if he scores the you first know? goal tonight, he will be the first player in NHL history to score in five scored the opening goal in five straight games. So that's going to be a pretty cool accomplishment if he can do that tonight. It's incredible. So I mean, they just need to continue their defense. They've they've held all teams this year to a respectable place in terms of their defense. Yeah, they just need to continue that. You know, bail Freddie out once in a while. You know, give him a, give the don't have him face thirty five shots a game. No, you know, because that's just gonna wear the guy out. And God knows, nobody wants to see Hutchinson on this team. No, they don't. Uh, everyone's hoping that Jack Campbell can come back very soon. But, uh, yeah, no, the Leafs are humbling teams right now. Yeah, that North Division is pretty weak right now, I will say. They're yeah. stomping teams. They are just... Except for Ottawa. I mean, Ottawa seems to have our number, but... <laughs> <laughs> Ottawa is our Achilles heel. I said it before. I don't know w- what it is about Ottawa, but we just sometimes we just can't figure them out. Most yeah. of the time we do, but sometimes we don't. It's like they're summoning the the ghost of Daniel Alfredson. Oh man, don't bring up that clown. I know. I get angry every time I even think about Daniel Alfredson. Just mock throwing a stick into the crowd like Sundin. Oh my gosh, every time. <laughs> All right, guys, I guess that's enough of us slandering the Ottawa Senators. But uh, I'm go- never done slandering the Ottawa Senators. <laughs> Go Leafs, go for the rest of the week. That's all we have for you this week on the Shoot Your Thought podcast. I'm Neil Rampersad. I am Josh. Thank you guys so much for listening. Have a good week, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Shoot Your Thought podcast.